And welcome everybody to the latest edition of our podcast series. Today we're focusing on the transfer experience once students arrive on campus. Uh, as always, I'm Josh Tyler, one of the assistant directors of admission and actually a former transfer student at Bard myself. I'm here with Mackie Siebens, our director of admissions. Hey, Mackie. Hello, Josh. Uh, as Josh said, I'm Mackie Siebens. I'm the director of admission and I graduated from Bard. I was not a transfer student, um, but I also graduated from Bard in 2012. And today we're joined um, by two community members, uh, one of whom is a transfer student. And so I'm going to let them introduce themse- themselves as we talk about uh, the transfer experience. We'll start with you, Eric. Yeah, um, so my name is Eric Doherty. I transferred in 2018, um, and I'll be graduating this May of 20. Woo-hoo. And yeah, <laughs> thanks. And I'm an uh, anthropology major. Great. My name is Tim and Bates. Um, I'm Associate Dean of Students, and part of my job is to oversee the transfer experience on campus. And I'm also an alum of 2002. Um, I graduated with a degree in Languages and Literature. Fabulous. Great. So our first question is, what does the experience for transfers arriving on campus for the first time look like? Um, like when do they arrive and what happens in that, those first few days that they're on campus? Sure. So um, the first, there's four days of orientation. Uh, the last week of August, the first day you arrive is a Tuesday. And for the, there's an open period of time in which to register from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then uh, the first two days are generally spent um, getting students acclimated to the campus, meeting people, social events, trying to find your people, quote unquote. And the last two days, the Thursday and Friday, are more dedicated to um, academics, uh, meeting with faculty, getting into certain classes. Um, but I'm also curious to hear what Eric has to say as he's done it most recently. Yeah. Um, right. So right. That orientation week, actually, I look back on that pretty fondly because that's where I, I made like my, my network, my first network, my first group of friends. Um, a lot of them I still am in contact with to this day. And, um, yeah, it was great just kind of getting to, to know all of these all these different people while also being integrated into Bard from an academic setting as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's it's kind of a lot at first. It's, it feels like it's very overwhelming because, you know, not only are you entering this new, like, academic sphere, but you're also, like, in some for some people, entering, like, a new town as well. Um, you know, you're, you're meeting all these professors and all these staff and administrators and all this stuff. So in some ways it can feel a little overwhelming, but I think, um, the benefit of like those of, of that week is that, um, you, you're now entering the semester feeling much more prepared, um, and much more comfortable with jumping into like the, the academics because you kind of already had like this week to kind of vent some frustrations to your peers or, you know, ask questions, navigate around campus because like, you know, I remember coming in for, um, just a tour and just thinking like, how am I going to navigate my way around this campus? Like this place is so huge. And like, you know, there's like all these like, little walkways and pathways and stuff. So I think like what, what I really appreciate about that, that orientation week was like, it was like this time to like kind of frolic and explore while also, being able to ask the, these more like um, intimate questions, like you know, what does moderation look like? What does my academic semester look like? So on that note, two sort of follow up questions. One is, what did moderation look like for you, and how were you 
advised to do it. Um, we'll start there, and then I have a couple other questions, too, about the actual activities that take place during orientation and such. Yeah, so um, I guess, like, for, for each transfer student, moderation can be a little different. Um, some students want to kind of moderate right away. Um, I chose to moderate my second semester, which would be, you know, for uh, a traditional BART student, the second semester of their junior year, which might seem a little bit late, but I think the benefit to that is that you have a semester to really figure out if this is like the right program for you, as well as kind of making a network of um, professors and other students. And particularly the network of professors is helpful because then when you choose your moderation board, you know who you're choosing, they're familiar with you, they know like your writing style, they, they can really kind of emphasize like, how, or not emphasize, but offer some some really like valuable criticism or critiques as to like what how to make the best out of this moderation experience mm -hmm. and for those listening we've mentioned moderation in several other podcasts but moderation is bard's version of declaring your major which is a a pretty intensive process where you um, usually prepare two papers and present them to a board of faculty members and have a a discussion with them about um your your academic past and and your your future where you might want to go and thinking about senior project, which every student has to complete as well. So just for some additional context. You know, and coming in as a transfer, did you find that you changed your mind about what it was that you would want to major in, or were you pretty set that anthropology was what you wanted to um, moderate into? Mm. So I, I know a few transfer students who did change their mind. Um, I knew what I wanted to moderate in from the start because at a community college, I had this really great experience of um, traveling and, and being able to go to this outside community. And I was just working with a professor on testing water and soil samples for uranium contamination. And then the professor was like, well, you know, this, this thing that you're doing actually has a discipline, it's called anthropology, you might want to consider looking into it. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So I consider like the, the discipline that shows me. Um, so I came in already knowing what I wanted to do. But the thing is, I, I still didn't know what anthropology was. <laughs> so my, sem my, my first semester here, I took like an intro course. I took a travel and tourism course and was really getting to know the faculty because even though I had this kind of experience in my previous school, I, I still wasn't 100% sure if that experience could be replicated in this school. Sure. And I think it's probably important to note for your listeners out there, depending on if you've come in uh, as a junior, which I believe you mentioned that you had, um, students do have up to three years to complete um, their time here at BARD, and financial aid packages will last that long. So you do have a little bit of time to kind of get ready for that moderation process. And if you do want to change your mind, you can, but you can also dive right into it. Um, I know as a student, I kind of dove right into it as well and moderated in my second semester here. So, great. So, Tim, would you mind talking a little bit about um, not only like maybe some more specific ways of how transfer students are welcome to the community, but also what what the advising looks like that you've seen across a variety of different students that are feeling perhaps differently than Josh and Eric did, who are maybe just coming to this place because it feels better for them, but they don't necessarily come in knowing they want to be in anthropology sure. or in music in Josh's case. Sure. So the, the, the answer to the first part is that it's part of uh, the job that I love the most because I get to create opportunities for students to get together all around the Hudson Valley. Um, it's not just getting to, to know the, the paths on campus, although that's part of it. Um, it's also getting to know the new home. 
And so we've done, and it changes every year, but we've done lots of uh, fun stuff outdoors. Like we've gone on a three-mile hike. I remember you very well. You're kind of asking all kinds of questions on the hike, um, where we hike all the way from uh, campus to Tivoli through the woods along the river. We've also done, um, we've gotten canoes from the Department of Environmental Conservation and gone out on the river itself. We've done a backstage tour of the Frank Gehry building on campus, the Performing Arts Center. We've done apple pick, I guess peach picking at that time of year, we've done at a local farm. Um, uh, we've gone on a hike in the Catskills actually, all over to, to the falls. Um, and students get to choose. It's like choose your own adventure. You, you, you sort of pick which of these off-campus adventures you want to go on. Um, and, and, uh, and each of them ends in a dinner at a local Hudson Valley eatery that we want students to know of so they can go and get either a burger or a burrito or some barbecue. Um, and then as far as the advising is concerned, um, students come to campus and they have already set uh, an advisor in, a, in the field that they wish to study in. Uh, they get to meet with that faculty member on, I think, the Thursday before classes begin um, and just sort of go over what their trajectory would look like. Um, we encourage students to do it either way if they are set and they want to and they know they want to moderate that's something we'll support they know they want to moderate right away there is another sort of kind of student that wants to um, experiment and take a variety of classes and they would work with myself and their faculty advisor to make sure that that plan makes sense for them um, depending on what they would like their end date to be um, but we, we like to try to give them the opportunity to have the liberal arts experience and to really dabble before they commit. And so I've, I've seen, I don't advise this for every student, but I've seen a student who's landed here with two years to go and has had three majors, moderates twice, and the second moderation was actually in the September of senior year. Um, mm -hmm. And then they started senior project in October. So we want to be as flexible as possible so that the students can have the experience they're looking for um, and protect the fact that they are going to graduate in the time that they want to. Great. Great. Um, can we talk a little bit, too, about um, living on campus and what the opportunities are for transfer students who are coming in and may or may not want to live on campus itself? Yeah, do you want to start? Sure, yeah. Um, because I, I think that this is definitely a, a really important area to consider. Um, I remember when I got my, my acceptance letter from Bard, that was like the first thing that I was thinking is, how am I going to make this work? Um, and I was in contact with, with resident housing and just trying to like navigate, like, do I even want to live on campus? Because sometimes the financial aid package covers that, which is always a nice little uh, plus. Um, but I think navigating that was, was a little bit difficult for me because um, room housing usually gets chosen the semester before and so that offers very little space for for a lot of, and, you know, Bard accepts a lot of transfer students and not everybody gets a chance to live on campus. So um, with that being said though, the people at, at ResLife connected me with other transfer students who are looking for housing and so that's how I connected with my first roommate because he was coming all the way from San Diego and was like, I'm not even like on in your time zone. I don't know anything about this area. Um, you know, can, you know, can we help, like, can we 
figure out a way to work this out. I was like, totally. <laughs> so um, I remember coming up here with my dad and just, you know, we were exploring the campus and then we were kind of exploring the, the outside communities. We were going to like Tivoli and Red Hook and trying to find, you know, a place that's affordable, <laughs> but also, you know, safe and comfortable and kind of acquires all these uh, amenities. I would also say one of the, the benefits that, that I had that not many other transfer students have is that I have my own vehicle. Um, something I, I would recommend, but if you are in an area with, where the shuttle is accessible, it's not necessary, but, you know, just a little, a little thing that I would it's recommend. Nicer. Yeah. It's yeah. nicer. Right, right, exactly. Because then, like, you know, there, there is so much going on, like, just outside of Red Hook and Tivoli, too. Like, you know, Rhinebeck has, like, these really great historical places and, like, really good places to eat. And then Kingston is just chock full of all kinds of really good stuff. And there's some really good music venues in the area, too. So... You know, you really want to be able to explore all that. But, I mean, BART offers things like, you know, ride shares. And so, though, you know, there, there are options. But kind of getting back to the housing is, um, you know, I would, I would definitely suggest if, if a transfer student feels like they might not be living on campus or maybe doesn't want to live on campus, um, you know, find, <laughs> find a roommate or find, you know, some way to, to kind of, you know, accommodate that, but also start doing research early because, you know, I kind of had to find a space within a month mm -hmm. and, you know, that can be stressful at times. So, I mean, I'm, I'm super comfortable with the place I'm living at now. Luckily it worked out, but I can't say it's the same for, for each student as well. Mm -hmm. I want to pick up on one thing that Eric said, which is um, that you, you touched base with Res Life and they were helpful even totally. though you weren't living on campus. Yeah. And I think that speaks to the ethos of the office. Um, those those folks really do want to make it possible for each student what they are after. Yeah. Um, and we've we've um, we've seen so our sort of modus operandi around transfer students is to get them integrated to the community, right? Mm -hmm. So that they don't feel as if they there is no transfer dorm uh, for right. that purpose, mm -hmm. right? So what you can do is, is call the Office of Residence Life and ask a little bit about. I would really recommend that for everyone. Ask a little bit about uh, where different places on campus would work for your situation. Mm -hmm. um, there is a lot of options. There's usually space in all sectors of the campus available. Um, so if you want to like roll right out of bed and be right there next to classes and, and the, 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 the cafeteria, there's usually something in Stone Row. Um, if you want to be up in Manor, where there's a beautiful view of the Catskills out the back uh, and sort of private up there, um, that can work too. Uh, and for those who are moving off campus, um, they, there is no central resource. So really just to call residence life or call myself and get advice. Um, it's a big enough of a college where there's lots of opportunity. I mean, just outside of housing, lots of opportunity, but it's small enough of a college where we can take calls and help individuals. Um, so I would advise everyone to do that. And one of the recent developments that we've pursued is a housing app called Housing Review mm -hmm. that's only available so far on Apple devices. Sorry, Google fans. Um, but you can download Housing Review, and there are landlord reviews, about 85 of them that go back to 2017, so you can start to find out who are the, who, uh, what, which BARD students, um, which places BARD students would advise you to live in. Mm -hmm. um, so there's some resources on that side too. Yeah. And if I could just add quickly to that, I think that's super important because one of the first places that I looked at was 
really run down. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was it wasn't in great of a condition, and the landlord was charging just as much there as they are at the place I'm currently staying at, which is a huge leap in condition. So I think having these reviews accessible is like super helpful. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. and I think this is an important thing for the subset of listeners who may be part of our return to college program for students who are transfers who are over the age of 24 and actually are required to live off campus, um, it could be a great resource if you're not already in the local area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I guess uh, before we close out, any, any words of advice, any additional things you want to share for someone that's maybe um, considering transferring? Any thoughts? Oh, I would say um, that you... Will f- it, it is my view, and I think it's shared by, by most people who come to the college, that you will land in a good place. Um, to, to know that we consider students like family. I mean, I've had transfer events. Um, and I should say, too, the transfer events don't just end at the end of an orientation. We do fall meet spring events so that people can meet each other. I've had, I was just about to say, I've had transfer students over to my home. We sit in the living room. We have a fireplace, we roast marshmallows on the hearth and like talk about moderation, you know. So that's the, that's the kind of school you're going to. And, and yet it's, it's um, even though it's sort of, you know, hanging around with the dean in his living room, it maybe sounds informal, um, it's still an extremely serious place. So you can, you can realize, this is going to sound corny, but you can realize your, your dreams in academics mm-hmm. at a place like Bard because you have access to world-class faculty who want to work with students in the undergraduate world. Um, so that's my, my belief, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I would say just kind of like on top of that, which I think is, is super great, and it kind of speaks to um, the moderation, but also building relationships with like your professors and your peers is like just to be like as transparent, open, and honest mm-hmm. as possible, especially with advisors because often you know they're seeing a lot of students and one of the first things I say is like hey I'm a transfer student I'm totally new to this whole thing and my my advisor I'm gonna plug his name Duff he's 100% fantastic like I would recommend anybody just even visiting him for open office hours just to talk about it he's great um he's like oh okay so and he you know he's like okay what we're gonna do is we're gonna just like have a very brief meeting and then I want you to come back and we'll just spend like an hour, you know, or more just kind of, and he laid out my whole schedule for me, like made an Excel document. He's like, when do you want to graduate? I was like, two years. And he goes, okay, let's make it happen. And he, you know, he color coded the thing even like laid this whole thing out. And, you know, I followed that plan and it totally worked out. So I think like being open to, to your advisors and saying like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I'm not sure of. Like, here's, you know, here, here I am. And, you know, like, they'll, they, they take these situations seriously because, you know, I do think that the professors are, have their, the students' best interest in their mind. And for students that might be coming in and not too sure what they want to do, um, I would make another plug for um, the ELAS classes, which stand for Engaged Liberal Arts and Sciences. Um, it's a way of taking classroom theory and integrating it into the community and exploring this interdisciplinary approach of, like, you know, taking, like, say that you want to fulfill a distribution requirement for a lab science, you know, there's an EOAS class that's on cider making or fermentation, where you get to, like, make cider or beer or cheese, and you get to go to, like, you know, across the river and visit these cideries or go to Montgomery Place and see where the apples are coming from. 
Um, you know, there's another class where you get an internship at Family of Woodstock or Front Cliff Nursing Home. So it's it's a way of being able to to still play with this you know quote unquote free time that you may have, while also exploring you know your own interests or you know figuring out like you know how do I kind of kill two birds with one stone? How do I fulfill this requirement while also trying to figure out more about what I want to do for senior year? And I think sometimes those also turn into um, senior projects or they turn into internships or jobs even. So they they have you know the, those classes have legs to them. Great. Excellent. Well, thank you both for joining us. Uh, It's been a pleasure. Um, And for those listening, as always, if you have questions, please reach out to us at admission at bard.edu and uh, take a listen to some of our other podcasts. We're making more and more every week. Yeah, we look forward to next time.